boxed and set it on the counter. That'll be $40, I said. What? Cookie said I could either sell you the castle cake or get fired, and I'm going with option B. A cake this size will feed me for a month, I said. Longer if I act like you and starve myself. Jenna turned a shade of bright pink that her daughter Lindsay would have just loved. Then she tried to reason with me, and then she threatened me, waving her stick arms around a lot. Sheet cake, $40, I said. Her complexion was splotchy with fury as she thrust two $20 bills at me. Lord won't hire you. Daddy uses him to cater meetings and lunches, and there are only two bakeries in this town. You'll have to move, she said. Well, I'll cross that drawbridge when I come to it, I said, but I knew she was right. Pride's more expensive than a designer purse, and I can't afford one of those either. Jenna stalked out with her sheet cake as I calculated how long I could survive without a job. I'm not great at math, but I knew I wouldn't last long. Out of heck with it. Maybe I will just leave town. If Mama and Aunt Melanie came back and found me gone, it would be their fault. I hadn't even gotten a postcard from either of them in a couple of months, and the cards that came were always so darn vague. They never said what they were doing or where they were. I really hope they weren't in some other dimension since I might need to track them down for a loan in the very near future. Like most ghosts, Edie arrives with the worst kind of timing. It's like getting a bad haircut on your wedding day, making you wonder what you did to deserve it. There was a strange traffic jam on Main Street, and as I was trying to get around Mrs. Schnitzer's Cadillac, Edie materialized out of mist in the seat next to me. It certainly wasn't my fault that it startled me. I rammed the curb, and then Mrs. Schnitzer's rather substantial back bumper. I held my head, wishing for an ice pack or a vacation in Acapulco. Then I got my wits together and moved my car into the drive of Floyd's gas station and out of traffic. I grimaced at the grinding sound I heard when I turned the wheel too far left. I hoped the problem wouldn't be expensive to fix given my new unemployed status. With my luck, it would be. Maybe I could just avoid left turns. Mrs. Schnitzer didn't bother to get her caddy out of people's way. She slid out from behind the wheel of her big car and sidled up to mine. She wore a lime green polyester skirt that showed off her own substantial back bumper, which, except for the dent, matched her cars perfectly. She asked me a series of questions, like what was wrong with my eyes? Plenty, since I can see Edie, my great-great-grandmother's dead twin sister. Was I on drugs? Not unless you count dark cocoa. And what did I think Zach would say when he found out? Which I decided not to think about. Edie was decidedly silent in the co-pilot's seat. She was dressed in a black sequined flapper dress, which is a bit much for daytime, but I guess ghosts can get away with some eccentric fashions, being invisible to most people and all. Here's that comes now, Mrs. Schnitzer said, beaming. Great, I mumbled, and checked my rearview mirror. Sure enough, a broad chest of hard muscle covered by a tight white t-shirt was approaching. Mrs. Schnitzer said, Tammy Joe ran right into the back of my car, and I've got to get home to get ready for the mayor's party. I don't have time for this nonsense today, Zach. In other words, Deputy Zach straighten out your flaky ex-wife. I clenched my teeth, resenting the implication. He played right along with her. Y'all go on, Ms. Lorraine. I'll deal with this.
She wiggled back to her car and drove her dented bumper off into the sunset. Zack tipped his Stetson back, showing off dark blonde curls and a face that incites catfights. Girl, your lucky your lips are sweeter than those cakes you bake or I'd have revoked your license a long time ago. I'd had a fender bender or two in the past. Mostly they weren't my fault. Edie showed up. Tammy Joe, don't start that. It still chaps my ass that I paid that quack chully 1600 bucks to get your head shrunk, and all I got for my trouble was a headache. I told you it wouldn't work. Then you shouldn't have gone and wasted my money. Now listen, I'm busy. You go on home and get ready for Georgia Sue's party, and I'll talk to you there. We're driving separate? I asked. Zach and I have an on-again, off-again relationship, but we were supposed to be on again at the moment as evidenced by the fact that he'd slept over the night before and I'd made him eggs and bacon for breakfast.